Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. What is going on, everybody? This is James. We're about to kick off with some investment news. First, let's do our term of the day. Uh, also, happy Tuesday to all of you guys out there. I hope you guys are having a great start to your day. Uh, the term of the day, the term for Tuesday, is going to be call options. So call options are financial contracts that give the option buyer the right but not the obligation to buy a stock bond or commodity or other asset or instrument at a specified price within a specific time period. The stock bond or a commodity is called the underlying asset. A call buyer profits when the underlying asset increases in price. Okay, so what's that really mean? That's just a bunch of hubbub. Um, I think I just made that word up too, hubbub. But guys, a call option, a call option, which we've talked about previously, briefly, is just a coupon. Okay, it's just a coupon that says, "Hey, uh, James, if you pay me ten dollars, then you can buy Tesla at such and such price within the next three months at any time you want to do it." Um, and then, if within that three months it doesn't uh, lower in price or rise in price, in this case, you'd want you'd want rise, um, then you would let the call option expire. So, for example, $10, right? So, I pay $10 to somebody, and they say, hey, you can buy Tesla at $500 within the next three months, even if it goes to 1000 And so, if the at, at uh, 89 days, because three months is 90 days, at 89 days, if the price of Tesla is at $850, I can exercise that option, and I can say, hey, well, I'm going to buy it for 500 And boom, you immediately made a profit. So a call option is you saying, hey, I want to spend 10 bucks right now because I think Tesla's going to go way, way up. And the person who's selling you that call option is saying, ah, Tesla's not going to go up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down. And so there's a winner and a loser when it comes to that. Now, in everything in investments, there's technically a winner and a loser uh, if you really break things down. But in this situation, it is literally a bet that it goes up or a bet that it goes down. And so tomorrow we'll go over uh, puts, put, call, put options. But calls, I want you to think, when you buy a call, you're thinking the stock's going to go up. Okay? So remember that. Calls, you think the stock's going to go up. All right, let's get into the news today. What do we have going on? Rising U.S. bond yields are putting pressure on stock market futures this morning. Yields on the 10-year note jumped for the sixth straight day, reaching their highest levels in three months. Dow and S&P futures are sliding, breaking a three-day winning streak. The tech-heavy Nasdaq is under the most pressure, down over 1.5%. European markets slumped following yesterday's gains, while Asian markets were mixed. Investors will be paying close attention to congressional testimony from Fed Chair Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. In prepared marks, Powell warned lawmakers that inflation could last longer than he expected. A potential government shutdown also looms as lawmakers face a Friday deadline to fund the U.S. government. Wow, that's a disappointing <laughs> paragraph, isn't it? Uh, the conference board releases its Consumer Confidence Index for September later this morning, which is expected to hold steady for last month. S&P 500 CoreLogic also releases its Case-Shiller Home Price Index for July. Guys, that's just a index of what people... What this company believes house prices will be. Uh, economists are forecasting a 20% jump in the index, making the fourth straight month of increase in home prices. Crude oil continues to march higher, hitting another three-year high and about and up about 11% this month. National gas prices are up another 7% amid depleted global in inventories. Okay, so is that good news? No, I mean it's not. Uh, that's not good news, but it's not. Uh, 
anything to yell home about yet, nothing to phone home about just yet. I think that Jerome and Janet, the uh, the Fed chair and the treasure, Treasury secretary, I think they're just trying to... I think they're trying to get a forecast ready because they said inflation wasn't going to rise and they said they weren't going to raise rates. Well, now they're probably going to have to raise rates. And so we'll go over the correlation between rates and inflation in a little bit. Next, we have some headlines for the day. Uh, The GOP senators blocked a bill that would have prevented a government shutdown and suspended the debt ceiling. The move was expected, but is the latest twist as Congress faces a Friday deadline to fund the government. Why is that important? Guys, we got to be able to fund the government. Probably going to have to increase the debt ceiling. Last potty, we talked about potty, by the way, podcast potty. Um, We talked about how a uh, government, or I guess you could just say the country's debt, is no real different than a person having a mortgage, which is a debt. Uh, 30-year mortgage, whatever, half a million dollars, you're paying such and such a month. Uh, It's no real different than a country having a large amount of debt, except for that the country gets to keep increasing the debt, um, which is, that's concerning. But the amount isn't as much to me, because you can have a million-dollar debt, but you can only make $100,000 a year. So it's kind of, it's... Your debt is meant to be exponentially more than whatever you make. So, okay. So Ford is making its big push into electric vehicles, which plans to spend $11 billion and create 11,000 jobs with new EV and battery plants. Ford will team up with South Korean-based 5K, 5K Innovation, to build two battery plants in Kentucky and a 3,600-acre campus in Tennessee. Shares of Ford are up 4.87% in pre-market trading. Okay, so just to touch on that, you guys know I love EVs. You know I love electric vehicles. I'm very immersed in the industry uh, as deep as what components go into a battery and as uh, detailed as which cars are the best running. So I'm all the way from aesthetics to what's in the batteries. Like that's how interested I am in them. And uh, I've got a bunch of different, I almost have like a portfolio of just electric vehicle type sector companies so we're talking batteries we're talking uh actual car companies like ford ford isn't gonna make these cars by themselves right they're teaming up with another company so those both could go into the electric vehicle market even though they're technically not electric vehicle companies like ford makes electric vehicles now because they teamed up with an electric vehicle company so it goes as far as uh teamed up companies that aren't experienced in electric vehicles as far as charging station companies like blink i mean they all sort of fit into that basket but if you guys are looking into growth even in the next five ten years which is you should be thinking that long term remember follow the big money this is where the governments are going. This is where the hedge funds are putting their money, the institutional investors. So I'm not saying all of your money should go into NEO, but some of it should, I think. Uh, or Ford, it's maybe 1% of it, maybe 2%. Always have a diversified portfolio. You're going to be way better off that way. Um, you know, It might save you some <laughs> emotional health with the volatility of the market. Okay, let's go to the next one. We have Goldman Sachs here. Goldman Sachs is an investment bank. Remember that, guys. Investment bank, they grade IPOs and they help companies go public as well as do their own investing. So Goldman Sachs cuts its growth forecast for China. The bank said China's economy would grow 7.8% this year, down from previous estimates of 8.2%, citing increased regulation constraints on energy consumption. Uh, Guys, China is unpredictable, but growth there is I, I almost don't know how the government 
prevents the growth. Like, how does the Chinese government say, "Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let the Chinese um, country grow"? as far as GDP or different individual companies that uh, outsource. Like, obviously, as China grows, they have a commodities need, right? So whatever the company is, we'll just use NEO. NEO has a need for, uh, let's just use semiconductors. Okay, semiconductors. Well, guess who's really good at semiconductors? Taiwan. Like, so they're not going to uh, just start making these things themselves. You know, they will outsource, and so thus the economy and thus cash flow and market space, GDP, everything will grow as new companies form. And China is growing in new companies. They're excessively growing. But the government is trying to control stuff. So I don't know how they do it. I just know that they do. Um, Let's go. Let's see. Micron Technology expected to report a rise in fourth quarter revenue driven by demand for its computer chips used in laptops and data centers. Investors will also look for components regarding the global chip shortage or uh, investors will also look for look out for comments regarding the global chip shortage. Sorry, guys, I am all caffeined up right now. I've been up since 4 a.m. putting this together, so (laughs) I am all caffeined out. Uh, The last one, which is probably the most ridiculous one, is TikTok announced it has 1 billion monthly users. The short-form video app was founded in 2018 and has seen growth skyrocket despite scrutiny from governments and media. Good for you, TikTok. I guess that's, (laughs) that's all I have to say. Okay, let's talk about inflation, which is extremely boring, but let's do it anyway. Uh, apparently, inflation will be less transitory than the Fed previously thought. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell heads to Capitol Hill this morning and is expected to deliver prepared remarks warning lawmakers that inflation pressures could last longer than previously thought. Powell will test uh, will testify before the Senate Banking Committee along with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, guys, first off, their jobs are hard. They have to decide between interest rates and inflation. That is tough love. I don't I don't know how much they get paid. It's probably not enough for the amount of pressure they have. It's probably still a lot, but probably not enough. Uh, In his testimony, Powell will say that while economic growth continues to strengthen, the economy faces upward price pressures caused by supply chain disruptions, tight labor supply, and other factors related to the reopening of the economy. He will tell lawmakers that while the price pressures are expected to remain in coming months, inflation will still eventually moderate back to the Fed's 2% target for inflation. Powell also noted that in the remarks that if sustained higher inflation were to become a serious concern, the Fed could use its tools like raising interest rates to cool price pressures. Okay, so I wanted to just explain this to you guys really quickly. Inflation rates and interest rates. None of this stuff makes any sense for most people, so let me try to explain it. I'll do my I'll do my best here. These these terms are always confusing. And uh, just another thing, guys, because the whole purpose of this podcast is to educate you guys on stuff and try to give you a quote unquote professional's opinion on what's happening in the world. All of these terms, nobody and I mean nobody who calls themselves a financial professional knows all of these terms. They're going to have to re-Google stuff 10 times, you know, before they even get a semi what understanding um, of, of the terms. So don't feel bad. This stuff is constantly, you constantly have to reeducate your stuff. There's just too much information. But so in general, okay, I'm going to just read this, uh, brief description. And then I just want you guys to get the relationship. So in general, as interest rates are reduced, so interest rates go down, more people are able to borrow more money. And I'm sure you guys have been hearing all about, I'll get to that in a second. Let me just read this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let me let me read this here. In general, as interest rates are reduced, more people are able to borrow more money. The result is that consumers have more money to spend. This causes the economy to grow and inflation to increase. 
The opposite holds true for rising interest rates. As interest rates are increased, consumers tend to save because returns from savings are higher. With less disposable income being spent, the economy slows and inflation decreases. Okay, so back to what I was interrupting myself with here. You guys have seen, I'm sure, some of those TikToks or short YouTube videos where they're talking about how the rich are smarter than you because the rich don't spend their money. They take loans out, right? They borrow money against their stock holdings. Well, yeah, that part of that is true. Now, they're not giving you the full picture. They're kind of just making, they're trying to get you angry for some reason. I don't understand it. But when you uh, borrow money, right, there's a rate at which you have to pay it back. Okay, that's called the interest rate. So if you take a loan out of a million dollars and just say the, the rate was 1%, right, but then they raise interest rates. And so therefore now that similar loan is actually at 1.5%. So you would have to pay back $10,500 above that million that you owed. Okay, so you would pay that back over whatever, 10 years or, you know, whatever it is. And thus, that's the interest rate. Okay, so when interest rates rise, inflation decreases. And the reason that is is because there's just not any cash flow. So it's, it's inverse, typically. And in general, this is how this works. And whenever you... Um, increase inflation, interest rates have to go down. And it has everything to do with supply and demand. Because remember, if you're buying more things, then the supply is going to go down and demand is going up because people are buying more things. And thus, those similar products will cost more money. And that's all inflation is, is costing more money. So what we're dealing with here is why housing prices are going up or uh, why even oil, we talked about oil recently. Why does oil keep going up? Well, there's an issue with the demand. It has everything to do with um, the hurricanes going on. It has to do with the cost of um, lumber. I think it was, what kind of, I can't remember what kind of wood. It was plywood. It was plywood. I think like a normal amount of plywood 20 years ago was like $20. Now it's $75. And I don't know what a normal amount is. I just, I'm using an example of what inflation is right now. And so thus, house prices are going to go up, obviously, because the underlying supply that makes the house, the plywood, costs more money. And so that's what inflation really is, is when demand is really, really high and supply is low, and thus those things cost more money. So the reason we don't want to hear that interest rates are going to rise is because then people will stop spending money. And then if there's less spending going on, and then economy growth stalls, and the economy and the market are not the same thing, but they are correlated. So keep that in mind. Um, guys, that's it for today. Kind of a boring day. Uh, it's going to get more interesting towards the end of the week, though, when we find out if they're going to raise the debt ceiling or not. And also, guys, we have Money in the Mirror coming up in about two or three days. And remember, Money in the Mirror is where I take equities and I throw... I, Pick three of them at the beginning of the month, and we're going to review them, why they did well, why they did bad, and then we're going to pick a couple other equities for the next month, for the month of October. So that's my favorite segment. I love grading companies and grading equities, and I think that you guys will like it too. So if you guys like this, give it a share. As always, invest early, invest often. I will see you guys tomorrow.